I wanted to do an advert for Anchor. This is the app that I'm actually using to do every episode of Analogy of the Sun. It's super freaking easy. Uh, it's also free. So couldn't get any better than that. If I can use this and I'm able to like put stuff on Spotify and all that, then you definitely can. If you've ever thought of just having a podcast for fun, like what I'm doing, then I would definitely suggest that you download Anchor now and they actually will upload it to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and things of that nature or those type of apps for you. Again, it's completely free. There's no minimum listenership that you have to have. Everything you need in one place to make a podcast. It is amazing. So if you've ever thought about having a podcast at all, just for fun, or possibly to add to your work or your business, then please go ahead and download Anchor today. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Analogy of the Sun. I'm Jenny, and again, if you could follow this podcast on whatever platform that you happen to be currently using, you should be able to get notifications for every new episode, and also don't forget that the email for this podcast is in the description, and also my Instagram as well, uh, the username, so please do not hesitate to email me, message me so that I can kind of have some back and forth with my audience. I'm also thinking about, um, I'm starting the process of doing a Reddit, uh, subreddit as well. Uh, and I will be able to put that in the description, uh, too, so that you guys can start joining that as well. And I can kind of go back and forth with you guys, which I think would be awesome. Anyway, so this episode today is going to be about the Josh Duggar issue because, um, he was let out He did um, get released on bail, Uh, so I did want to kind of go over that because he's out on bail waiting his trial date because there's no trial date set as of yet. Um, He's not able to be at home with his wife and kids, which I think we all knew that if he was going to get bail, if he was going to get out, they were not going to allow him to be home. They were not going to um, obviously allow, allow him to be home with any place with children because he is, um, you know, going to be on trial for child pornography for receiving and distributing it. Um, his wife is actually pregnant with their seventh child. So my heart just kind of, it breaks for her and it also breaks for their children. And again, we don't know if there's been any kind of issues with the children. Um, and it kind of really breaks for his parents and for his siblings too, because when you're put into a situation, all of a sudden, like now you have to kind of stick up for a family member. And this isn't really something that you can stick up for. This isn't something like, um, you know, they were, you know, sticking up for themselves or they were defending themselves. And so they're, they're getting an assault charge because of self-defense or, you know, they murdered someone because of self-defense or, you know, it's like a drug charge when, you know, it's just ridiculous and stupid, like a marijuana charge or whatever. It's not something that's defendable. This is an, un, you know, undefendable act. So I can't even imagine what they're going through. Um, so he will have, um, a court, a court appearance that's going to be over zoom. 
So, which is, you know, that's kind of the way things are going now. And I wouldn't be surprised just with the whole COVID thing. I mean, the courts are backed up AF right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if um, it took a time for them to actually get him an actual trial date to begin with because everything is just so backed up because no one, you know, no one was being seen for a really long time due to COVID. And now they're just now trying to, you know, they just started picking back up a little while ago. So it's, it's really, it is crazy. I didn't think he was going to get released, but again, I'm not really truly surprised. Um, just because, so just kind of a backstory. I, I do know someone that had been, has been put into, um, a state prison before due to a really dumb marijuana law and they were put into a state prison and I would see, you know, that I knew how long they were going to be in for and I would see these pedophiles, you know, child, actually rapists, honestly, get sentenced, put in and then get out before, you know, the person that I loved got out. It was just so, it was so absurd to me and I would just get so mad and I would talk to them and be like, this really fucking pisses me off because you're in for a T, you know, a THC charge and you're doing more time than this pedophile is. And, you know, granted the pedophile gets out and they are, um, put on parole, right? So there, you know, you get like a nine to 10 year sentence for like a state charge and you usually get out within like a year and a half. And then the rest of your time is on paper, it's on parole. So they know that you're going to screw up. They know you're going to go back more than likely. And they just want their numbers and parole to be a certain, you know, a certain amount. And so that's why they do that. Well, that's not really good for the public at large because you're letting someone out that is essentially um, going to, you know, is a risk. You know, they're a liability. They can go out and do this again. And of course, there are certain, you know, parameters with, you know, a petter ass has to go through. You can't live, you know, so many yards from a, from a school. You can't live so many yards from a daycare, blah, blah, blah. But that doesn't, you know, we all know, I would hope that uh, one in three women have been sexually molested and one in 10 men have been sexually molested. And about 90, I think it's 93% of the time, it's from a family member. It's not from some stranger that's picking you up on the street, offering you candy. That's just that doesn't really happen very often. It's usually an uncle or a cousin or a boyfriend of a family member or a stepfather or whatever, or a father, unfortunately, or a mother or an aunt. It's someone who's close to you because they can groom you into thinking that what they're doing is not inappropriate, you know, because it takes, it takes time to groom someone. These, that's what these people do. They don't just go up to a child and touch them. I mean, (laughs) The child would be like, what the, f- what, no, like, what are you doing? No, they make you like, they groom you to make you think that this is totally normal. What I'm doing is, you know, just showing you love. And if you find this to be repulsive or you feel icky about it, then there's something wrong with you. And then, you know, cause they make you feel like it's normal so that you won't tell on them. So that's the whole thing. So that's why I'm really hoping he never <laughs> touched his own children. I really hope so. I really hope he never touched any children. It was just child pornography is awful and disgusting 
I mean, all of this is just disgusting. There's no like, well, it's always, well, he's just looking at child pornography. He didn't touch anybody. No, I mean, those kids had to be, you know, touched by somebody, right? So this whole thing is just disgusting. And as a sexual assault victim, or I should say survivor, because I'm not a victim, um, as when I was a child, and then, you know, later on, you know, a little bit older as a child, I was molested again. And then as a teenager, I was raped. So I understand how hard it can be and how it can really cripple you as a human being. Even, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'll be 38 in June. It still cripples a lot of my relationships to this day. And it probably will a little bit, probably for the rest of my life. Like no matter how much work you do, how much shadow work you do or whatever, how much therapy, there's still going to be a little bit of that in you of being apprehensive, of kind of being a little uncomfortable when someone touches you sexually, even if it is, you know, like my husband I've been with for 15 and a half years. There are times where I'm just like, you know, like don't touch, you know, it's just, but then I kind of going to have to get out of that space. Like the, he didn't, he doesn't deserve that. He didn't do that. And then this was long, long time ago. I shouldn't put it on him either. So it's just, again, like I talked about in the other, like in one of the episodes that we're all crazy that, um, uh, you know, you have to kind of look at what's your default setting and why do you react to certain things in certain ways? And then you have to kind of unpack that. And that's the healthiest way to do that. Um, but I just wanted to touch on him that he's actually out now and we will see what happens. You know, he's even denied access to the internet. He's going to have to wear an uh, electric monitor and he cannot live in a home with any firearms. Um, which is interesting about the firearms. I guess it's because it's pornography and sexual assault, I guess. Um, he faces a maximum of a seven of 20 years in prison, which I don't think that's enough. Um, steep fines also, if he's found guilty, he could be forced to pay $250,000, uh, per each charge. He was arrested on one count of receipt of pornography, child pornography, and one count of possession of child pornography. So $500,000. Um, I really honestly think that he's, I don't think there's anything that he can do. Um, and a special agent, a Homeland Security special agent testified about the case, uh, found on the computer at a car dealership owned by Josh. That agent called some of the child pornography among the worst he's ever seen and noted that it depicted children between 18 months and 12 years of fucking age. Oh my God. I'm going to puke. It's a software had also been installed on Josh Duggar's work computer to trigger reports for his wife about any suspected pornography use. But Duggar allegedly used a Linux um, uh, partition in order to obscure his computer use from his wife. See, she was trying. Regardless of the peer-to-peer files Duggar was downloading were able to reportedly be traced to a computer at his car dealership. Oh my God. So insane. This is just so insane. Um, I forgot he was also caught on Ashley Madison. Y'all remember that? The website for cheaters. Oh my God. This man is just, it's just such like, he's like a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit for sure. Um, it says that on July 1st, he will head back into court for a pretrial hearing and the actual trial will begin on July 6th. So until we hear any new information, I will, 
Uh, I'll keep you posted on that. And then once this trial starts, I will be posting episodes a lot because I want to see this man. I want to see him get isn't the max time for sure, for sure. So this is just a quick little kind of posted episode to give you guys an update on the good old Josh Duggar. Um, so again, please check the description for my email address and my handle on Instagram. And again, I'm going to be, um, I'm starting in the middle of creating a subreddit. I will put that in the description too. So the next episode, if it is up, I will let you know. All right, you guys have a wonderful Wednesday evening.